Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. God, he works to join together, but man's sinful nature always separates and isolates. A husband's desire leads him away from laying down his life for his wife. And the wife's desire and expectations of her husband leads her to a disrespect of him. She notices that he isn't the man that she thinks that he should be. And deep down, she no longer respects him. What God joins together, the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature always try to separate. Each person wants to get more than he or she gives. And our wants, our desires, they put a wedge between us and our neighbor, between us and our family. We've been tricked into thinking that freedom is getting our wishes fulfilled here on earth. We imagine that freedom is being served instead of serving. Our sinful nature tells us that freedom is being respected instead of giving respect. And we imagine that freedom is being obeyed instead of obeying. We imagine that if we are a little more godlike, then we would be at peace and we would have everything that we needed and wanted. Just like it did for Adam and Eve, our desires to be like God only leads to separation from God and separation from one another. In Adam and Eve's search for freedom, for freedom from God, did not give them the autonomy that they hoped for. They wanted to be independent. Like, what's God holding back from me? And they found he was holding nothing back. And instead, their search for freedom, it only led them to fear. It led them to hiding. It led them to mistrust in God and one another. It led them, it led them instead of to, to togetherness, it led them to isolation. Adam was now blaming his wife, and not only his wife, but blaming God himself. This woman that you gave me, Eve was looking to get out from underneath judgment and was blaming the serpent. Their desire for freedom tore them apart. It tore apart their one flesh union, and it separated them from God. And not only that, their sin affected everything and everyone who would come after them. Their example and their sin itself was passed down to their children. And it actually led to their son Cain killing their bro- his brother Abel. As a parent, I can't imagine witnessing something worse. The first death that came into the world was not the result of old age. It was the result of murder. 
God did not make anything, for he did not intend for anything to die. But our search for freedom resulted in the death of everything. The reason is, God himself is life. And if we want to be separated from him, there is only death to find. The first death was the result of someone wanting the respect that he felt another was getting in his place. What God joins together, that is, husband and wife and the children that come from that union, what God joins together, man separates. Now I want you to know that we are all guilty of breaking apart what God has joined together. Myself, you, everyone. Our gospel today, it really convicts us because it hits so close to home and so many of us have been through it. We've had divorced parents. uh, We've had divorced family members. We've experienced this. Jesus gives a really good lesson for all of us. And even though this instance, this is something I really want you to notice. This gospel lesson today, it comes from people questioning God, God's son, in hopes of getting rid of him. Jesus is who? He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And in this question, they are trying to trick him to get rid of him. In other words, man is trying to separate from Christ the bridegroom. The Pharisees came up and in order to test Jesus, asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, what did Moses command you? And they said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce to send her away. Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And what's interesting, Jesus is saying this, but all things were created through Jesus. Remember, all things were created through him and for him. So when he's saying God, he's actually saying, I did this. The father through me made them male and female. Therefore, a man should leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. They are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. In the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Remember, the Pharisees were hoping to discredit Jesus, to get rid of him. They were looking to get rid of the bridegroom. In other words, to divorce God. This is pretty ironic. (laughs) But they asked if it was okay for a man to divorce his wife. 
Jesus asked them what the Bible says, and then he gave his commentary. He lets them know that it was the hardness of man's heart that caused Moses to allow for divorce. I think that God was allowing for this in order that someone who did this would not feel completely crushed by the weight of the law. Otherwise, how could you ever have any hope of redemption? But God allowed for this to, to have happened. But when Jesus is with his disciples, he lets them know that each and every one of us are guilty of breaking this commandment. We are guilty of adultery. Adultery is anything that separates what God has joined together. Adultery is so tangled and mixed up that it's impossible to undo. If a divorced person marries another person and then committing adultery, but now wants to repent, you can't divorce the person that you remarried and go back to the wife to make it right. You can't undo what's happened. We cannot do anything to undo the messes that we've made. We can't. Jesus lets us know what the certificate of divorce may have been. Uh, It may have been a free pass from the law's weight in the time of Moses. But Jesus himself would be taking the full weight of all that this law entails. I want you to think about this and to listen, listen closely to these next things. Jesus would take every single divorce to his cross. Jesus took every piece of infidelity to Calvary. Jesus took every single page and click of pornography to his cross. He took every single act of disrespect to that tree. He took every single daydream and ill thought to the place where he would die. He who knew no sin became divorce. He became every affair. He became every broken wedding vow. He became every lost temper. He became every act of disrespect. He became all pornography. He became every time we blame others for the sin that we have committed. He became all sex that has taken place outside of marriage between a husband and wife. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Think about that. All those things that we listed tear marriages apart. Everything that was just listed is what separates man from woman, husband from wife. Everything that was listed separates God from man. And yet, 
you want a full reading of this, read Colossians 1. Yet the blood that Jesus shed holds all things together, making peace by the blood of his cross. The death of Jesus restores everything that I've, that you've thrown away in search for freedom. The blood of Jesus brings all things back together. It brings peace where man has waged war. Daily in my house, there is a saying, I'm sorry, for, and then fill in the blank, every day. Every day in my house is, I forgive you. We don't say, don't worry about it. We don't say, it's okay. And I've even started saying, I forgive you for Jesus' sake. His blood brings peace where we've done wrong. And this happens every day. And just as man, this is the beautiful thing, and just as man was taken from the side of woman, God the Father creates a new Eve from the side of his son, the second Adam, Jesus. For when Jesus died upon the cross, a spear was put in his side, and from his side flowed blood, flowed water. And this blood and water would be placed upon sinful men and women to create the bride of Christ, the new Eve, the church. The water that flows from his side washes us in the waters of holy baptism where Jesus washes us with water and the word and takes sinful men and women like you and me. And he makes us holy. He makes us blameless. He makes us without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And he presents us to himself as the bride of Christ. And Mark continues in his gospel in the perfect way for the very next section. He talks about children of God. He talks about children that flow from the union of Christ and the church. It says, and they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. Notice, once again, sinful man trying to separate people from God. You notice that? They said, stop. Jesus can't, doesn't have time for you. In other words, they were trying to separate man from God. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God, like a little child, shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. You see, every single person who will be in that new Eden will be made a child of God through the work of God the Son. 
You are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And God has put his spirit into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. You see, the family that was torn apart in the Garden of Eden is restored in the blessing of God the Son. My prayer is that we would recognize that all the things that we do that separate us from God and from one another, I pray that we see those things. I don't want us to ignore them. I don't want to ignore them in myself. Now, I can't fix them when I spot them. I've messed things up so badly sometimes that I can't put it back together. But I do want to notice it. When I'm confronted by it through God's word or when I'm confronted by it from my wife, from my children. I was just confronted this afternoon by my child. Um, and I had to say I'm sorry. We want to see these things. And we want to confess it. And we want to receive the blood that holds all things together. We want to confess it and remember the water that flowed from his side. Washing our sin away. And we pray that God would never let us separate ourselves from him. That he would hold us together till that last day when he takes us to heaven where he will destroy all sin and all causes of sin. The day when he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And until that day, I pray that he would share that he would share through us the blood that brings peace and that he would share it to a world that desperately needs it. This world that is torn apart needs the Jesus that you know. The world needs the peace that flows from God the Son. The world needs to know the blood of Jesus that holds all things together. And I pray that God would use us to bring knowledge of him. Now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.